Hi, I'm Chip, and this is an extended time dilation edition of the Two Minute Time Lord podcast, number 155. Last Halloween weekend was the first Hurricane Who convention in Orlando, Florida, and it came across as a very, very great experience for a lot of folks. And then some challenges emerged, and with me on the phone is Jared Cooper, who is the con runner uh, and the head of the Hurricane Who convention. Uh, Jared, thanks for coming on the Two Minute Time Lord podcast. Thanks for having us back again. Now, Jared, obviously, there was a lot of controversy over what happened with Hurricane Who and the past and future of it. So I thought it would be a good idea to just sort of uh, take a brief walk through what the status of the convention is, what the status of the guests who appeared at the last convention is, and uh, how things are going to move forward from there. From all appearances from the outside, things were great uh, for a first convention, but there have been... And there's been a lot of discussion about this on the Gallifrey Base uh, Forum, where anybody who's a member of the forum can uh, read it. There's been a lot of conversation about how things behind the scenes were kind of desperate around that time. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, what was happening. Well, and I think you, I think I, it's a testament to the staff that as someone who attended the convention, you should not have been aware that there are things going on. And that's, you know, something I really need to give everyone applause for there were challenges um that around that were very unforeseen some surrounding most of them surrounding the hotel that came up that weekend and it was not anything that i or anyone else could have done that it could have done to done to take care of it can you talk a little bit about some of about the nature of some of those challenges without getting into too much detail because i as i've said on the forum there are people that still have claims against that hotel. Um, one one example I I can give is that, and it's it's, it's a situation where hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, if anybody could remember the year leading up to the convention, for a good part of the that year, I almost couldn't tell you what the convention rate was because the the hotel was actively undercutting us and you know offering us this that and the other, and they were that property was undergoing changes into the Ramada, which is, which was, you know, affecting the reservation system where if you booked into Hurricane Who and you booked in into that specific hotel on the internet, that was fine. But on the internet source of things, they booked you into a hotel three blocks away. And that's just one of the literally dozens of dozens of dozens of examples that's out there. Um, and it, it just all piled up on, on top of each other that weekend. And my understanding uh, from some of the statements that you had was that the convention was in danger of not happening just right, you know, the day before it happened. I wouldn't say it was in danger of not happening. Um, it was in danger of not happening where at that hotel. Um, it's no, it's no secret to anybody who's a friend of mine that the week before the convention, I was actually scouting out other hotels in case I had to leave the hotel we were currently at. Um, I'll say the people at our current hotel, the Doubletree, have been absolutely fantastic uh, You know, in doing this. They have unfortunately had the experience of dealing with refugees from other hotels you know, before, so they know 
what situation we were in, but um, the convention would have would have gone on. I would just say up to like I said up to a week ago, there was a chance that I would have had to have changed venue. But unfortunately, a lot of the situ- the problems that arose were so last minute that it was not fair to the fans to go through and do that. So the convention happened. Um, guests seem to have a pretty good time. Um, attendees seem to have a pretty good time. Uh, things were looking up, and then in April. Uh, it, it seems to me that three things uh, pretty much happened all at once. Louise Jameson uh, threw uh, Matt Evenden on the Gallifrey Base Forum uh, on April 15th, uh, posted a message urging people to wait before booking memberships and hotel rooms because a number of guests had not been uh, completely paid yet and that she was having trouble getting in touch with you. And uh, at the same time, a few volunteers left. So around that time, things must have been in a bit of turmoil. What can you say about what was happening around that time? April is, to be, is, to be honest, a blur for me. I, per- I personally had some things that came up in my own life that took me out of commission from April 8th onwards, where it, it was... A, just a, a bad time, and I was not even near the internet at all. Um, some of some of our volunteers did leave, but those were things that were already in motion at that point. Um, I, I know one one of our volunteers barely has enough time of the day to sleep, and it was just a matter of hitting a breaking point that something had to go. So, um, and yeah, it was it was a, it was a that was about a. a it's sort of when short term became long term, I would say what April was. And it was just where everything sort of hit a critical mass. Right. Now, the obviously the issue that caused a great deal of concern aside from the fact that uh, people couldn't get a hold of you and were either angry or just worried to death because you'd uh, dropped off the grid. Uh, was that there were um, guests who had not who had not been paid or had not been paid completely for their attendance? Can you talk a little bit about uh, what uh, what led to that uh, situation? Those that was the result of again mostly issues with the hotel, and that was an, a bad decision to have to make. That we were going to have to pay them at a, to pay our talent at a later date. Um, but it was not one that was made easily. I can I can tell you that there were legal advisors and mediators that were involved when that decision was made. Mm-hmm. It was it. I mean, it wasn't you know two people in a room. This there was a lot of debate and discussion. There were multiple people involved, several people who've been involved in conventions for years. Um, one of the things that we're I'm sort I'm sort of proud of, but we sort of need to keep tabs on is first year conventions generally don't pay for themselves. It's, it's historically what, what happened. We came really, really close with her, with hurricane who, and that's something that I'm proud of, but because of issues, the issues that came up that when like, like I feel, I feel bad because due to people having things outstanding, I don't want to get into too specific details that we weren't able to do that. But, um, we have at this point moved forward and we are paying the talent and, you know, dealing with them on a one-on-one basis. And it's something that's been moving forward and we're trying to make plans for the future to get that done as quickly as possible. At this point, can you say that all of the talent uh, that came to Hurricane Who or any of the um, 
lead up events can you say that all the talent is uh maybe not uh completely compensated yet but all of them are in various stages of it uh yes and um to and and to your credit and to uh the cons credit um some of the some of the talent uh and uh Toby Haydock's uh strong example of that and also Tony Lee um have been on Gallifrey base forums saying yeah we're not really happy about what has happened here but we want Jared to be given the chance to uh, make it right. And towards that end, you have an event coming up called Hurricane Hood Disaster Relief, uh, which is an interesting enough title for it. Tell me a little bit about that event. Um, disaster Relief came, came about almost, I would say it came about in April, because when there were, there were rumors banding about, about what would happen to the convention, would there be one in October? On one side of the fence, you had people saying, you know, don't don't do it. Don't do anything ever again. But then you had an entire other group of people that were saying, "We need to do something this Halloween. We want to do something. We don't. I don't. I don't care what it is. We'll do anything at all. Just throw something." And then um, one of the people that's been very in, supportive and in, you know guiding me through this process is Dan Harris of the Sci-Fi Sea Cruise. One things one of the things that people might in current fandom might not remember is Dan had a convention in Tampa back in the was either the 80s or the 90s that was the unit reunion that had which was besieged with almost as many problems as hurricane who was and was a financial pitfall because of numerous factors both internal and external and he knew he's known the entire way what's going through and he and ann macko who is head of registration again she's been involved in convention committees she's all, all over the place, even as far back as Visions and Scorpio, came up with the idea of doing a benefit to help get to basically have it get money to pay the, the talent off faster so we can go into Category 2, which is now going to be in November of 2011 on you know an even playing field. And what's going to be happening at this event? It's... One of the things that's really surprised me the most about this entire process is the outstanding amount of support that I've gotten from other fandoms. Um, it's, of course, we have a gentleman who is, no, who is no stranger to Doctor Who fandom. That would be Mr. John Levine, who is coming out. John Levine was very, was very keen to support us as he was a JumpCon alumni. And he wanted to see us, you know, make good on our payments and do everything and make sure our talent was taken care of moving forward. We also have several fan bands, both Harry Potter and Time Lord rock bands that are going to come in. Um, Our friend Jackie Hodgson, the makeup artist from the classic series, is going to come out. There's a couple more guests that are wanting to come, but we're waiting to work out their commitments and see if they're going to be able to. But it's it's looking like it's going to be a good weekend, and the event will be what it needs to be. It's starting out as one of our pub nights at Cricketers, but if it if it gets bigger, we do have plans to expand it into whatever the fans decide it, however big they decide it, they need it to be. Basically a one-day event designed to, you know, certainly compensate the compensate the guests who attend there, but also to uh, retire some of those debts. Right. That's exactly what it's about. And even if there is, if there is knock on wood, any pro- proceeds from disaster relief, it would go to charity. There is a charity that's been sort of, sort of earmarked, but we'll announce it once we get closer to that being a reality that there's funds going to it. So, 
So this is one of the uh, most lame questions an interviewer can ask after an event like this. But what are some of the things that you've learned as a result of this? And is there anything in hindsight that you wish that uh, you could have done differently or something that you've learned that will help protect uh, Hurricane Who and its guests and attendees in the future? Um, I've, I've learned that if there's if there's anything open to interpretation, it will be interpreted in entirely the wrong way. If that leaving and that that's a com, coming from a podcaster, I hope you would understand that that there's things flowing around, but also that you'd be amazed who's watching you. And and that's one of the things when I came back from being being out in early May, my inbox was from people, like I said, not just from Who fandom. I actually had cast members from other genre TV shows saying that I've never spoken to a day in my life saying, oh my God, are you okay? I wanted to come. So it's very interesting like that, that you never know who's going to come. But also, you know, just make sure that you try to leave things as clearly as you can. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, moving forward with your plans for Hurricane Who two, uh, assuming that uh, assuming that it happens and it's scheduled for Halloween weekend uh, twenty eleven, it um, is scheduled for actually actually um, it's scheduled for the first because Halloween goes away mm. that it uh, when I say it goes away it's no longer on the weekend it's right. on Monday right so it goes to the first weekend in November first weekend in November and you've got the uh, you've got the arrangements with the new hotel uh, mm-hmm. more more ironclad than the arrangements that you had at the previous hotel um, I'll say this um, when the almost the day after Hurricane who there was a gentleman who contacted me who used to work for our category one convention hotel that now is a Basically, he's a booking agent for conventions. He finds con- hotels for conventions. And he bas- basically said, we know you need to leave. We know you guys got screwed. Let's go find you somewhere good. And the double, tr- the double tree was already, like I said, it was already somewhere that I was talking with. And they have been nothing but 100% supportive throughout this entire process. And I look forward to dealing with them, hopefully, for many years in the future. All right, fantastic. Although, the, although step one, of course, is uh, the Hurricane Who disaster relief event uh, coming up uh, this October. Uh, I wish you luck on that, and uh, obviously, we all want uh, the guests at Hurricane Who uh, Category One um, to be compensated and feel good about that uh, about their experience there. It was a great first convention. Um, from an attendee standpoint, it was a great first Doctor Who convention for me, and I hope it can continue on that uh, on that even keel. One thing that's happened since the convention, and I'm gonna I'll point it out, and we've because we've all sort of been joking about it. We couldn't quite figure out at what point we started referring to the first Hurricane Who convention as Category One, because leading up to it and even at the convention itself, we never referred to it as Category One. And it wasn't until sometime after the fact that it be, sort of gained that tagline. So I guess that's something else you can learn. Always give a convention a, ta- a tagline because otherwise it'll inherit one anyway. I think it probably, when you started talking about Category 2, people just retroactively applied the name. Yeah. 
Um, Jared, uh, I wish you luck. Um, hope things are going well for you outside uh, the Hurricane Who realm and that, uh, um, that you and past and future guests are uh, going to be happy with uh, what continues with the conventions. That is something I look forward to for the future. So we'll see it. We'll meet it when it comes. All right. Jared Cooper is the uh, owner and con runner of uh, Hurricane Who. And uh, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Anyone with questions or concerns about Hurricane Who can get in touch with Jared Cooper at Jared, J-A-R-R-O-D, at Hurricane Who, no punctuation, dot com. The two-minute Time Lord podcast can be found at TWOMinuteTimeLord.com or on iTunes. You can follow me on Facebook or Twitter. Look for Numeral Two Minute Time Lord. Thanks for listening.